anything I have on my computer. Who knows? <laughs> I'm going to just give Kurt a quick call here for a second to make sure that, uh, you know, because you know him in time now. <laughs> there he is. Uh, <laughs> I just got on like 10 seconds ago. Ah, I knew you. <laughs> yeah. Just making sure that uh, you're there. Yep. What do you think about that article that came out this evening? The news. Yeah, story. what is that? What, tell me what tell me what you're seeing there. Because I, I didn't have a chance to really look at it because I was running up the steps trying to get to this call. I see exactly what they've been doing, that they have been uh, taxing the or trafficking every baby uh, from the hospital at the port of entry. No, 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 no. They're not trafficking babies. Sorry, the placenta. They're, yeah, those, 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 the child of the state. Yes, sorry, the decedent okay. okay. character, and that the U.S. has been involved in the biggest multi-million or billion now at this stage euro trafficking, and every child under the tax system is a part of that, and has been. Um, there has been acts of Hamas, which just means violence. We have to stick to the words here because people are putting a group and banners and everything behind the word but i would try i want to stay focused on what the word is actually saying more so than the group of people behind it because imagery gets people carried away off in a story and i don't want that to happen because the mind is a funny thing it can as you can see what we've <laughs> so hamas hamas means violence that's all that's all and actually oh, okay. if you uh, because hebrew is um, a numerical language it actually adds up numerical value to 108. And when that's translated back, it also means hell. So the gates so of Hamas, hell Hamas, So Hamas is the cut. But that's it. Hamas is the cut. They're telling you. So what did they have to do? They had to put a Gaza Strip. When you have a Caesar section, Caesarian section, they put a Gaza, a Gaza Strip across that. Everybody is focused on the story uh, more so than the actual wording of what they're being told. They're telling you that Hamas, which is violence, all it means is violence in Hebrew. Now, and, and it's taking place on the Gaza Strip, okay, which is the, the, the cut. They're, this is what they're talking about, but people are not. And, and remember that the United States, now they're blaming the United States, correct? Yes. But United States means Colombia. Mm -hmm. So when you when you get right down to it, you're not. I mean, the United States of America is a country. The United States is not. Mm -hmm. And that's what they're actually saying in this. Uh, I'll actually get the video, Brian, and I get it sent up. It was I cried. I have to say I cried uh, when I seen that, because this is everything that we have been working to show people that this is what's been happening to every single uh, child, uh, baby, this is what's happening, and now we they're, they're showing you that this is it, and this is what's been done. This is over, this is so over, and this is us to clean up here. Um, well, they're still trying to keep people confused because mm -hmm. they're they're making it seem like the babies are be that babies are being trafficked and they're not. No. It's the it's the fe it's the fetal biology that's being trafficked, yeah. And okay. then the one who takes ownership for that is is paying the energy value to it. And what are they? They're calling now. What's really interesting is they're they're also saying that these children that, that these these this 
this adopted child, what do they call it? They they're saying that they have um sponsors. They're using the word sponsors sponsor. Is the word, yes. Now what the sponsor is everybody that's using that character. So if you're celebrating a birthday, you're a sponsor. And funny enough, in 2015 here in this country, um, it, it came up that everybody was automatically on the donators list unless that they requested themselves to be removed from it. So that was automatically done in 2015. You automatically became a sponsor. No, no, you became a donor. Donor, yeah. Okay, now let's be clear about this. Your cut biology, your your personal and private cut biology becomes the donation, but the but the combination, the feto maternal placenta, is what you is returned to you, and you're sponsoring that com composition of matter. Let me say that again. You're donating your biology, but they're then giving you back a state child that is comprised of both you and mom's biology, then you adopt that child and become the sponsor. Right. Sponsor. One who represents or presents, one who presents a candidate for baptism or confirmation and undertakes responsibility for the person's religious education or welfare or spiritual welfare. Uh, two, one who assumes responsibility for some other person or thing. And three, a person or an organization that pays for or plans and carries out a project or activity, especially one that pays the cost of a radio or television program, usually in return for advertising time during its course. Now, I could go into a whole conversation about that last bit in television and radio when it comes to the Irish bonds, because they, the, the, the what would I say the, the the one who was claiming the bonds was through the uh, newspaper it was done through the Irish and it was done through the newspaper so that's where that one goes in but that's a whole other day's conversation but again right but that would would that have been the birth announcement exactly that's why they needed the newspaper right of course yeah and um, so so, let, then, so let me let, let me say that again the donation is your individual 46 chromosome fetal biology. Then they, then what the state does is they give you back um, or you adopt the fetal maternal placental character and you become the sponsor of that character. Now, what's interesting is your biology is being donated to them. They give you back a state-created child that is that is a bundle of rights a composition of matter and that's the placental child you see what they're they're actually giving you back part of your biology but they're giving you back part of mom's and that's the bundle of rights which is the social contract you know the communion when i think it's the communion and i'm not sure someone correct me here if i'm wrong but on one of those traditions and um, they, you need a sponsor or your confirmation. You need a sponsor for your confirmation. It's normally based on the godparents, the fairy godmother. But in uh, confirmation, if your if your um uh, fairy godmother or your godfather has passed, you can uh, nominate another sponsor.
I, I'm not sure if that is a, a form of succession or if it's, what, what's the other word that it would be? Um, oh, crap, I'm not thinking right now. I know my head is dizzy as well over all this information. It's coming so Novation. Fast. Novation. N-O-V-A-T-I-O-N. Novation. Novate off as security. I think it's a novation. Yeah. Tradition. Peer pressure from dead people. Okay, let me let me let me say something about that. Peer pressure from dead people. The only I mean, think about this. Are any dead people your peers? How could it be possible? Well, that's my point. How can you be pressured? If you're not another dead person, they're not a dead person's not your peer. So you have to be acting on behalf of a decedent estate in order to be pressured by another decedent. That's the only way you could be a peer, because otherwise you cannot be a peer. You're peerless as a 46 chromosome living, breathing being, supreme being, but... Remember that that procrustean cut when they when they amputated that organ, they created an equality, a system of equality where everybody's dead, mm -hmm. everybody's diseased, everybody's disabled equally. Again, I hear the Titanic. Hello, anyone alive? <laughs> uh, I, I hear, so they're actually who who would admit to being a peer to a dead person. Well, funny enough, uh, when I called um, that, that time and I was going through the psychosis of figuring this one out and I wrote a letter to a solicitor who was involved in something and I called him the trustee. And funny enough, he uh, wrote back and he said, if, you, if I called him that again, he would speak, he would go to the guardie. I didn't realize why he was so bad that he didn't want to be the trustee because look what that title gives you. Don't they call um, prison inmates trustees? Uh, no, it's, what is it called? A delinquent trustee. That's what they're called. When you're in prison, you're actually called a delinquent trustee. And aren't delinquents minors? <laughs> this is it, yeah. it's unbelievable. Are you not it. contributing to the delinquency of a minor? Of course. <laughs> This is so funny to me. I know. When you see it for what it really is, you know, I, I, I look at, I, I just want to say before we really get going, um, because you've been on the phone to me quite a lot over this weekend, because there was times that I was fuming when I was uh, seeing what was going on in, in Dublin and I needed somebody to calm me down. That's you. You're my confidant when it comes to that. <laughs> That's hard to believe. <laughs> So, uh, as you know, uh, I was uh, livid because, again, I just want to uh, reiterate to people here that this is digital war. This is the war for your psyche. This is what they want to do. They want to put out these stories to create this mayhem so they can be justified. And I want people to see there's going to, they're, they're, they're going to hear a lot of stories coming out now really hard and fast. And this is the best time now that you can ever possibly have to control the chaos. You can only control the width of your hand from your body. That is all you can control. You cannot do anything about what's happening out there. But what you can do 
is what's happening inside of you. Now, this is the greatest personal growth you're going to experience, especially over these next few weeks. So I need you to be the strong ones and to keep that positivity going out on your social media channels and divert away the attention. That's what they want. And it's going to be a lot of it now, especially now. So I just want to clear that. Um, Again, they wouldn't have been able to get away with what they've done to this point unless they had complete control of the media. And we know how good they are. They were able to fool millions and millions of people. So I know that some of you might think that this happened and that happened. But did you see it with your own two eyes? OK, that's how the Chinese whispers start. It's the bite from the forbidden fruit. Listening to stories has got us into this mess in the first place. So. I need you to re- really learn how to critically analyze everything and not get sucked in. This path now is really, really narrow. And there's a lot of people coming in for your energy from all sides. So you have to walk this really narrow path. I just want to say that to you. Remember, self-governance is yes. is internal. It's internal. And if you put yourself out there in the public, you have made yourself part of that public cesspool and God knows what may happen to you out there. So I certainly wouldn't would advise 100 percent against it. This is the time to learn now. And look, at if I, 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 I wish I in lockdown that I had Curtis's Buzzsprout channels because I would have been all over it. There's nothing. There's no shortage of of things that you can be learning. Kurt's channel has. I don't know how many hours, hundreds of hours of the best material that you've ever heard. It really is the only channel. Forget about me. I'm only a student. Go straight to the teacher. You know, those videos are absolutely profound, especially number 78. That is Bill and yourself was so complimentary with your knowledge. You were doing putting into biology and he was putting it into paper and vice versa. It was amazing. You really complimented each other and I can't recommend it enough. Well, remember how we got there. You, you, you actually have uh, the lady on the phone right now. I think that that got us here. I'm so happy <laughs> to have her, and I'd like her to come in here if she can host this one. <laughs> it felt really strange when I started talking to you first. It was like, "Where's Linda?" I was so used to listening to Linda on the calls, which it kind of felt weird that I was in Linda's place. It felt odd. I sh- it should be Linda. <laughs> well. She's still here. Great, we have a great really nice. team. It's really great to have another voice on there besides mine. <laughs> and another I prefer person. yours, Linda. <laughs> I prefer to be at, at your end. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to be a listener, true. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was great listening to you. <laughs> well, what do you guys want? What do you want to do today? You want to, I think. Probably the, the one thing, I know we went over that letter, was that last week? was last week, yeah. I think that I'm going to, I think everybody's trying to figure out how to apply this stuff. Um, yeah. And I think the best way to do that is, there is, I mean, I've been able to, di- to distill, you know, all this stuff down, I believe, you know, with my own eyes, I think I, I I now see the ultimate distillation of all this these ideas, and it comes down to one sentence. Believe it or not, you know, there's there's an old saying in in sales, 
that you need to somehow come up with a um, elevator speech. In other words, the time it takes for you to get on the elevator and get to where you're going, uh, you need to be able to be so clear and so concise in your sales pitch that if all you have is a couple of floors worth of time on an elevator with with who you're trying to contact, in other words, the prospect, you have to have a very concise elevator speech already put together when you have an opportunity to speak to the again that prospect. Well, I think I've distilled, you know, the 15 years plus of 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 knowledge into a single sentence. And um, I love it. And I would love to see what Kurt is about to do here now and break down to you. It's only a couple of sentences. We spoke about this on the phone the other day. We should be like the 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 owls in the Harry Potter. There should be so many letters coming to these people that they're not that they're absolutely snowed under the paperwork. What you are going to do here after Curtis talked, he is uh, Curtis. You can explain it now, but it's no point in waiting for everybody else to do this. You are in control. You're yourself governing. It's your life, and you need to state your position very clearly. And these next words are profound. Well, I, I think, I, by the way, thank you. <laughs> it, it does. It still feels funny to me. You know, you guys don't get it yet. You know, when I when, when I finally get over to Europe and you guys meet me, you're going to go, him? <laughs> really? That's You'll Kurt? always be really? a genius in our eyes. <laughs> I can't thank you enough personally and from everybody here, the uh, time that you uh, selfishly put in. I know you're just like ourselves. You're only... A normal man, just like any of us here. I don't expect any years and graces, but sure, you wouldn't be here if you were any other way. Well, let me do something real quick because it's so funny. Um, you just you just called me a genius, but I'm going to yeah. actually define. And I do that so deliberately because I... I know the origin. But explain it here to everybody else. <laughs> well, all I'm going to do is I'm just going to go straight to Webster's Dictionary so you guys understand what a genius is. Um, and that's where I'm at. I'm at Webster's right now. And it just says plural of genie an attendant spirit of a person or place. That's a genie. That's a genius. Again, let me say that again. An attendant spirit of a person or place. So to be a genius, the definition of spirit is breath, breathing. So in order to really be a genius, all you have to do is be breathing. <laughs> but that means living and now if you're filled with the spirit or the breath of god the genius is actually life itself life and think about that that's how simple all this crap is i've i've spent the last 15 years defining words and looking into how these words create a story or create reality based upon or i should not say create reality but but identify reality and that's the problem Everybody is stuck in this, this, this non, non well, I'm, I'm going to use a word, um, bankrupt because I was talking to Toby yesterday and, and, and this is a bankruptcy. Now, everybody, when I say the word bankruptcy, everybody's going, you know, they're all thinking financial. They're all thinking mm -hmm. money. It's not the bankruptcy on this planet is a spiritual bankruptcy. What does that mean? It means a bankruptcy of breath. The birth certificated persons do not breathe. They are decedent to states devoid of breath. 
breath you is life. Why you're there about why they got you to cover your mouth and the six feet that we were just discussing and the pod. Can you go into that while you're there? Well, the only reason they had you cover your face with a with a, a mask was because the mask is actually a corporate veil. So they had everybody self-identifying as the with a corporate veil, basically their team, their corporate team, their corporate position. It's like wearing a team, a team jersey. You put on that face mask, you were evidencing a corporate veil. Now, the funny thing about that corporate veil, that mask, is that everybody wearing the mask is considered a decedent estate. Now, decedents or dead bodies are typically what? Six thick we here in the United States they call it six feet under. Well, what's six feet under? It's a dead body buried in a grave. That's why they had everybody standing six feet apart. Because every the they wanted everybody to to actually identify themselves as basically in the grave below the surface of the earth as the corporate entity, devoid of breath, devoid of life, devoid of spirit, devoid of God. So all these idiots, so everybody out there wearing the corporate veil. Was, was evidencing a decedent estate, corporate estate position. And, and all they had to do was all they had to do was threaten everybody and say, listen, you got to put on a mask because it's the only way you're going to stay safe. Well, what, do, what does that mean? Stay safe means to be in the bank vault, the corporate bank vault. So to stay safe or to be safe or to word, use the word safe means nothing more. Then the bank, a bank note, staying inside the vault, staying inside the safe. So you put on a mask, the corporate veil, evidencing your what? Admission, adhesion, agreement with the corporation, which is a decedent position. Every And all of those decedent positions have to be six feet apart, just like in a cemetery. Hence why they could beat you up and do whatever they did uh, because you were already dead in their eyes anyway. Well, think about this. Let's say you go to work at, I mean, I don't know if you guys, you guys have McDonald's fast food over there? Oh, stop, of course. I'm Okay, I'm just a yes or, simple yes or no, right? Yeah. Yes? All right, my apologies. I didn't start it. But here's the thing. McDonald's is a corporation. And the McDonald's corporation has an employee handbook. The rules to work at McDonald's are in that employee handbook. That's what everybody's experiencing right now. They're experiencing the employee handbook. They don't know that they're the employee of this public, but they are. The only reason you get treated this way is because somewhere along the line, you've agreed to become the employee of this Leviathan, this public trust. That's it. It's that simple. It's reality versus the fiction so pick one pick your team I, there is no team for nature but i i i'll you know what i'll just say it i i do i pick team nature <laughs> i pick team nature that's it i don't want anything to do with the fiction whatsoever i will take my chances on starving to death rather than participate willfully in the corporation or in the corporate realm Me i would rather rather starve to death 100% Dealing with reality and people face to face that actually there's a chance of love. There's no chance of love at all in the corporate in the corporate realm. There is there, there, it's, it. There is nothing. There's nothing there. 
And so pick one. And and uh, when I start when I did this too, I wasn't going to be uh, talking to talk and not walking to walk. So again, I had to completely exit myself from that in all ways. And I only for the 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 goodness and kind hearted of a few people who every week would br- drop up a box of food or a bit of electric or uh, some fire. And I don't know where I'd be without the kindness of a few people, because like you, you can put me in a tent in a field and I'll be OK because I go there first before I will allow myself and my children to be subjected to this. There's no way I'd starve to death first. Well, remember that this is when it, when you when people talk about selling your soul. Understand what that actually means. Get rid of all your religious beliefs or ideas of selling your soul. Your soul is your psyche and your psyche is your mind. It's your ability to self-govern. When you claim a birth certificated child, birth certificated character, or you, you, you claim some religious character for salvation, what you've done is you've abdicated your ability to self-govern. It's that simple. You've abdicated. Now, self-government requires the mind, M-I-N-D. What happens when you lose your mind to some other government, be it a church government, a state government, a corporate government? It doesn't matter. When you have decided on some other form of government other than self-government, that's your psyche. You have given over your psyche. You have given over your soul. And in the words of Bill, you become the absent sovereignty. you're, You're absent, but again, missing, presumed dead. Mm-hmm. Missing, presumed dead, and so that's and that. Exists, and, and this is what and, I want to drum home into people here because they believe that they can uh, that they can use that document as the bridge between this and that. And I've heard so many excuses of why they want to use this, but there is no using it because it that can't exist if you do. If you exist, that don't. You can't have it both ways. You can't be living and dead. Early in this conversation, you said, and you were talking about this other child. You were talking about trafficking. My biology, the the man sitting in his chair right now, has a 46 chromosome biology. This body has evolved from a single cell beginning at fertilization. I'm still using the biology of the first cell of, of creation. So from this moment, all the way back to creation, I'm still using that biology. The fact that I'm still using it means that I never abandoned it ever. I never abandoned it and abandonment requires intent. So you have to have an intent to abandon in order for abandonment or somebody to be able to discover this biology or your, your property out there. In other words, if it's not lost, it can't be found. If you're still using it, it can never be discovered. And that's the point. If you, if your biology, if you're missing, presumed dead, then it's because the birth certificated character, that child is in play. Meaning there's a, there is a presumption of donation, the greater good. Remember, the good means the unborn of animals, and the unborn of animals is that cut material. When they clamp and cut the umbilical cord and they take that fetal biology away from the baby, that fetal biology 
is the origin of your godly estate. Now they have that on deposit as the principal. And they're going to take that as a donation if you willfully celebrate the birth of that child. Now, they're going to take your biology, your fetal biology, in the form of the umbilical cord and the extraembryonic. But the extraembryonic is attached to mom's biology in the placenta. So the placenta evidence is a fetal-maternal composition of matter. Some of your biology and some of mom's. Well... In their story, in their narrative, in their religious narrative, my biology is Jesus and mom's biology is Mary. So is if you allow your biology to stay where it's at, that's the Christian Jesus and Mary narrative. So if the donation, if they take your biology as a donation and then they give you back a placental-based character, fetal, maternal, mom or Jesus and Mary, what you're doing is you're adopting their state-created child or their Rome-created child in place of your own sovereignty. So now you subject yourself to the creator or, or author of that narrative, which is Rome or the Pope or Roman Catholicism, whatever. It doesn't matter who it is. The point is, is that then you adopt that character. What's the word they actually used? They used not adoption. What did they use? Sandra, what was the word they used? Oh, you're the sponsor. You're the sponsor to that child. And I say child because the the definite the legal definition of born alive is the product of conception. Everything out of mom's womb becomes a born alive child. So all the material, not just baby, the afterbirth is a born alive child too. So they've they've created a world where it's completely untrue, but because we're too intellectually lazy to look into what's being said or learn for ourselves, we fall, fall, the fall of man. We fall for their narrative. We fall for their story. Fall from and the grace. Two, we fall from the grace of God, and now, now we're in trouble. And that's And God, to me, is spirit, the breath, and life itself. So when you fall from the grace of God, that's the decedent to state position. It's sort of a purgatory where you're not really dead, but you're not really alive either. You're stuck until you wake up. And when you wake up to the truth of the matter, when you wake up to reality from fertilization to last breath, when you wake up to all this, you go, wait a minute here. That birth certificated character, that, that Gregorian calendar birth certificated character that was created by Rome, it's owned, that narrative, that story is owned by Rome. If you if you if I claim a September 19th, 1960 at 3:50 a.m. character, I'm actually submitting myself to Rome. Under the Unum I'm not Sanctum. Gonna, I, through Unum Sanctum, the human creature. But but it's even 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 in Unum Sanctum, though, it says that there cannot be two beginnings, but one beginning. So what's funny is. Rome is not the enemy either. The, the church is not your enemy. What they're saying is that for all those people that choose these two beginnings, both fertilization for the beginning of the biology and then a birthday for the beginning of this false narrative, that's two beginnings. The second coming is a, is a false narrative. It's, it's, it's two beginnings. Heretic. You're a heretic if you believe in two beginnings. Even the church says you are. Yeah. Then the Catholic. So... The, 
so there is no enemy to truth. That's the one thing I've learned along the way is that if you're actually only telling the truth, there are no enemies to truth. Oh, but Kurt, what about a lie? A lie is not contrary to truth. Imagine truth being everything. A lie is just falling short. It's falling short of the whole story. Just like we do when we claim a birthday. We only go back to the time we came out of the womb. But we we actually forsake, Father, why have you forsaken me? We forsake the first 280 days in the womb. So by claiming a birth certificated character, we're not whole. We're lying by the omission of our godly origin. We're all liars by claiming a birthday. I know it's you that simple. position. And now you need to be fixed. You need to be put back together. But if you're not broken, you don't need to be fixed. If you're not sick, you don't need a doctor. Even in Jesus' own words at Luke 5.31, what does he say? They that are whole, W-H-O-L-E, need not a physician. Well, what's funny is Jesus himself is considered a physician, a healer. And Jesus' own words is saying, hey, listen, you don't need me if you're whole. Well, why? Because Jesus... The amnion, the Lamb of God, the amnion, is your own biology. So he's saying if, if you're whole, if you have me, you don't need me. See, I know Jesus and the amnion are one and the same thing. Most yeah. people are going to go, what? That doesn't make any sense. Well, yes, it does. The, the membrane surrounding me in the womb is known as the Lamb or the Lamb of God. That membrane that surrounded me in the womb walked across the waters of mother. It walked across the water. It got me from nowhere to now here through the waters of mother. It walked across mother's waters. It walked me across mother's waters, and yet it was me. Me and it are one and the same thing. But they got me to abandon that property. They got me to abandon their character, Jesus. I abandoned Jesus when I claim a birthday. You're I abandon my amnia. I abandon my amnion when I claim a birthday. You it's have a podcast called Jesus is my friend on your channel, just for people who want to go deeper into that uh, story. That's Jesus is my friend on Buzzsprouts on Curtis as one as well. If you want to go deeper into that. The Bible, uh, we're not disputing the Bible because actually the more you learn about the biology, the more you realize I'm spot on. I am spot on. I, I'm the only one telling the truth that I know of. I'm the only one that's actually telling you, you need to agree with Luke 531. You need to understand what Luke 531 is saying. And I'll add as well, you need to agree with John 1, 1 if you're using that story, because it says in the beginning there was the word and all you were doing is getting to the bottom, the root of the word and showing it for what they're really saying, not what we believe the word is. All right. So, what are we going to do? What are we going to do here today? Um, I want to poke, go poke ahead. in something here. So, I looked up purgatory on um, <clears throat> etymology. And uh, the it's from the 12th century, a place or condition of temporal punishment for spiritual cleansing after the death of the soul's dying penitent destined for ultimately for heaven. But and there's this little space in here that says it is not considered as a place of probation for the ultimate salvation of those in purgatory is assured. Oh. And the um, but it below that, it says the figurative use 
for the state of mental or emotional suffering. Expiation. It is from the late 14th century, especially when due to unrequited love or seemingly paradoxically marriage. Think about that, Linda. <laughs> love. Yeah. The, I mean, I mean, how about the love of self? Oh, Kurt, yeah. that's the worst thing that can happen. No, that's the best thing. Think about mm -hmm. I mean, I've been saying this for years. Um, in the Bible, it says to love thy neighbor as thyself. Okay. Doesn't that presume a love of self first? Do you realize if you actually hate yourself or loathe yourself, what is your neighbor going to get? You have to understand that this life, this one life, this one go around on this planet is a gift and you have to love it and love yourself. And when you do finally value yourself and love yourself, you'll it's easy to love your neighbor because you'll look at your neighbor and you go, hey, man, he's just like me. He's got to feel about life the same way I feel. And if he feels about life the way I do, I can't treat him like shit because I don't want to get treated like shit. But it starts with the love of self. And then but they they don't want you to love yourself. They 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 say, man, you were born into sin. You're a pile of shit. You're the afterbirth. You're waste material. Hell, you can only come back to the father through us, the church, the middleman. Bullshit. It's all bullshit. You're already whole and you're already perfect. And you already have a direct link to God. They just cut it off of you. You already have a direct link to God, but they cut it off of you. Well, and they say, <laughs> now you're broken. Now you're broken and you need to be fixed and you need a, you need us to fix you. Nope. Yeah. You're the perpetrator. Yeah. Well, I thought it was interesting that it said that unre unrequited love or marriage. So you either love yourself enough to be whole <clears throat> or you can pick the dead seeming Mary of Mother and uh, Mary and Jesus. And and what is the marriage? The marriage is the fetal maternal placenta. Exactly. That that's the wife. That's the wife of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is your fetal property left behind as part of the placenta. So they look at the placenta as the marriage between Jesus and Mary. But it's not. It's just more fictitious nonsense. It's more made up stuff so they can control you. Mm -hmm. And and that's the maybe that's the saddest point in all of this. The more I learned, the more I the more I I, I grew close to I'm going to say nature and God. But I also became disgusted with the people that hate God, meaning hate nature, hate all of this stuff because they will. They, I mean, think about this. I mean, they, they hung their life on a cross. They hung their presence, their own I amness on a cross. How much do you have to hate life to hang it on a cross? By the way, even Jesus's own words is that I am. So Jesus was speaking from the point of presence. He was just saying, I'm presence. That's what I am. I'm, I'm presence, spiritual presence. Yes, just sweet. Just I am. So what are you doing when you when you sacrifice I am, you're sacrificing your own presence in the here and now. And now you, you do what? If you're not here now, what have you done? You, you're now going to be subjected to his story, history, because you're not present.
And you do that by accepting a birth certificated child, which, by the way, is tied to mom, tied to the mother's biology. Mom's now you're a mama's being... boy. If you're Thank a you mom, if you're a man, if you're a man, now you're a mama's boy. Motherfucker. Well, to fuck means nothing more than to what? Implant. And implantation is the into the uterine wall is, is now called conception. And conception is, is what is conceived. The immaculate conception is nothing more than the afterbirth. Mary and Jesus together. Fetal maternal organ known as the placenta is the immaculate conception. A perfect idea. Immaculate perfect conception idea. A perfect idea to capture a world. And yet it has nothing to do with creation because creation occurs at least seven days earlier at fertilization. So fertilization occurs and then conception about seven days later. So either you're with God or you're against God. Pick one. You're either God with rested. creation. God rested on the seventh day. That's why they assumed the authority to get away with it because God had no act or part in the uh, making of the accretion. That's the Immaculate Conception. Yeah. The point is, is that we make all the choices. You guys can hate me. You can hang up the phone right now. It doesn't matter to me. But the reality, this is too simple. And, and that's what I want to get into. I want to get into the, the distillation of all this, this information, all this knowledge. By the way, again, I, I'm, I'm 100 times closer to God than I've ever been in my life because I now re I recognize fertilization. One moment I existed, the next moment or one moment I did not exist, the next moment I did. There is no middleman between nothing and something. They created a middleman so that you have to go through them to get back to God, to get back to creation. And that middleman is Jesus. It's your own biology that was cut off of you. And you have to run to them to get your daily bread. The Eucharist. Yeah. It's your own biology. Eukaryotic cell. The eukaryotic cell. That's that's the that's the zygote. That's your own. That's your own godly estate. For crying out loud. Okay, let's do. I, I, I don't want to. Today's Monday. We don't need. I, I don't. I need to move that podium away. Okay, so all these people that have uh, all kinds of uh, corporate entities trying to link on to them. These are looking for what it is can we do? And see, though, that's that that couple of sentences that you had. Uh, I think that we should really get everybody get your pen and paper. You're going to need it for this. <laughs> OK, <laughs> now, you guys, I'm, I'm actually going to go get a beer right now. So at least I chill. I chill a little bit so you don't have to put up with all the the disgust. I feel like celebrating, too, but I don't want to give it a beer. <laughs> Yeah, well, this is a this is a kind of a celebration. It Reality, is. we need to start celebrating life rather than, um, you know, yeah, rather than adhering to the to the death cult. Yeah, I'm excited. I've never been as optimistic and excited. It's like the rapture. Rapture means a sense of excitement. I'm going through that rapture right now. I'm, I, I can see the bigger picture here. I can see it so clearly, and this is going to be beautiful. I'm so uh, happy that I have all of you to share this with, and I'm so happy that, Curtis, that you, on the 28th of October, 2018, Jesus came back. 
<laughs> October October was was it the sixteenth or the twenty eighth that I put that? Right, the but in two thousand in two thousand and eighteen, um, Jesus came back when I when I put an affidavit on the record. Linda, did you ever do a zygote affidavit? Yes. Do you remember they threw my uh, gave it all back to me and we had to write a different sec a different letter. <laughs> Yeah, I know that they stopped um, allowing people to re record those affidavits. Well, yeah, I mean, I recorded it. Yeah, um, yeah, I did, and I sent it into the um, all of that. Yeah, we sent the affidavit into the um, uh, records place, and they tried to get tell me I couldn't do it, and we sent another. You helped me write another letter to send back <laughs> letter, and they. Then there was silence after that. <laughs> well, Jesus returned back then, so yeah, their Jesus, not my my. I've I've been here the whole time. Their their character. Well, okay. I can only speak from experience in relation to uh, the time. In in my story, by the way, I just want to clear that up. Um, in my story, I was stuck in thirty hours solitary confinement in a women's prison because when I was going at this, I was going at it all the wrong way. <clears throat> I put the zygote affidavit on the table and I actually got a response from the Minister of Justice acknowledging the content and signing it sincerely or sincerely. Look up the meaning of the word sincerely. It means pure, unadulterated, in truth, all of that. There's a whole big thing on sincere. So I put the zygote on the table here and believe me, uh, there were hawks surrounding my house for weeks up at the months this was going on for months my children were terrorized my son developed severe ptsd and uh, that actually started he started to display autistic like symptoms he started to control the little pieces around him that he could control we were under siege that badly here it was really mayhem here in my story but when i put that zygote affidavit on the table everything disappeared everything just like that and I, I don't want to uh, play this down uh, because this was really, really, really serious. Uh, they pulled me from my son's arm in my house and dragged me from my hall inside my home and pulled me into their prison system. This is not, and they were not giving up. We had to go and leave our home for five weeks to figure out where, how, how did they do this? How could they do this? And that is when the most magical thing God happened was God put me and Kurt together. And that was my missing link. And I realized how. And then I dived into this and I put that zygote affidavit on the table once I seen what it was and everything. I mean, everything vanished. I know I have never had so much peace. So I, I want to tell you firsthand and the people on here, I have a lot of people on here who actually know me personally, who've been here who bring a bag of sticks to my house on a, 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 on a weekly basis, who bring me food. I'm not talking, I'm talking purely out of experience. This is how powerful and, and amazing the Zygote affidavit really is. But, and I, I'm, this is a big but. <laughs> um, it's, it, it really isn't necessary to go through all that with the with this one line this distilled line that's why i'm here 
I'm here so to make sure that people never have to do that. And I want to reiterate as well, it was also my own fault. I must take responsibility in that because I went at this from a bad angle. I went and I was I looked for the original security that was the foundation for all of this. Now, when I looked for the security, it meant I was looking for my own biology, which in turn made me insane. Insane as one who doesn't know the difference between fact and fiction. And I, at that time, did not read. I was looking for something I already had. So I want to reiterate, it was through my own fault. And that's why I'm here to help you through that. So you don't make the same mistakes I did. You don't have to go through what I did. This is so much easier than that. And by the way, you're not requesting anything. This You're not asking for anything. I, I use the word request and ask in the same idea, but I want, I want, to, I want to clarify. Request. Once you know your godly origin, that godly origin evidences the Holy Grail. The Holy Grail is, no, I'm not joking, the Holy Grail is actually the placenta. It's your biology um, still attached to mom's, but you're the grail, the blood of Christ that was inside your own biology. The cup that used to hold you, the, the shell that used to hold you is your own biology, and it's attached to mom's in the placenta. That's the Holy Grail. So when you find the Holy Grail and you know the Holy Grail, you realize you are the Holy Grail. Now, here's what's interesting about that. When you know that you are the Holy Grail, you no longer seek the Holy Grail. You're no longer on the quest to find yourself or to find the Holy Grail. So there's no need to request anything from anyone because it, the quest is over. Your quest is over. You're no longer looking for yourself. And that's what that's what this is. So you don't need to request anything from anybody when you know the truth. What you're doing now at this point is you're just making it known to everybody that you know. But not, but you better really know. If you got a parking ticket and you're trying to get out of a parking ticket, you know, with this knowledge, that's 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 a waste of effort. I always call it this stuff is so big and so over, over overpowering that <clears throat> it's like bringing a nuclear bomb to a, a knife fight. I mean, that's really what this is all about. You're talking about the greatest knowledge ever. It's it's the ultimate nuclear weapon. And I actually mean nuclear weapon. Because when they clamped and cut the cord, they act that <laughs> that actually was the splitting of the atom. A-D-A-M and A-T-O-M. When they clamped and cut your umbilical cord, they split the atom literally split the atom and by splitting the atom what did they do they released all your energy or they made your energy available for capture so they could put your energy to work for them it's a it literally is a nuclear war until you know the truth and then there's no war at all that's what that's why we we, we need to make this simple and that's kind of i mean i know that it sounds difficult but it's really not and this one sentence if all we do is cover the sentence and all you get a pencil out, get a pen out and write down the sentence, because this is everything. You can write this sentence to every single situation. Anybody threatens you at all about anything. I don't care what it is. Hand write one of these and make a copy for yourself so you have a copy of it and send one of these off. You don't need to send 
volumes of anything. You send this off and say, and with a thumbprint and say, really? So here's, here, here's the line. Here's the sentence. Sandra, are we ready for this? I'm ready. Okay, I'm going to read it and, and write it all down. I'll read it like two or three times and then I'll, I'll cover it. I'll let you know what it actually means because it's too easy. So here's the sentence. Every unnatural attachment, real, presumed, or otherwise, upon my personal and private godly estate, at any point from fertilization to last breath, is a trespass. That's it. I'll read it a little faster. Every unnatural attachment, real, presumed, or otherwise, upon my personal and private godly estate, at any point from fertilization to last breath, is a trespass. So think about that. Everything I've learned in the last 15 plus years is in this one sentence. Every unnatural attachment, real, presumed, or otherwise, upon my personal and private godly estate, at any point from fertilization to last breath, is a trespass. Understand that the Ten Commandments, all they're talking about is trespass. Everything everywhere is about trespass. But you need to know your godly estate. You need to know the limits. You need to know all of your godly estate in order for this to work. If you keep claiming a birthday, this will not work. If you keep claiming salvation, this will not work. Well, sure, it's 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 nearly worse that you do know this and you continue to play the part of it. So if you're going to do this, let's say that you, because uh, mortgage is only for the dead, by the way. If you're living, you don't have one. So let's say. Well, a mor mortgage means what? What does mortgage death. mean? Dead pledge. Death pledge. A death pledge. Yeah, a dead pledge. Yeah. So, and if you're like, that, that's no problem to do that. But then to go claim your benefits next week, you know, it, it's, you can't be oxymoronic either. Like. A man who wears two watches never really knows what time it is. Hmm. So I'll read it one more time and then we can go over the, each word so you understand. <clears throat> Every unnatural attachment, real, presumed, or otherwise, upon my personal and private godly estate, at any point from fertilization to last breath, is a trespass. Now, fertilization to last breath. Let's just understand that when mom and dad lay together 65 years ago or 64 plus years ago, in my situation here, when dad's sperm fertilized mom's ovum, giving order to the chaos of the ovum, I'm talking science here. By the way, everything I'm saying is indisputable. It's unquestionable. If you don't like it, that's not my problem. If you don't like it, it's because you have beliefs that, that are, are holding you back. Nature doesn't care. I'm looking. I got three bird feeders out in front of my windows right now, and there's birds flying all over the place. They don't give a shit about what you believe. They don't care about invisible saviors, men in the sky. They don't care about devils, demons. They don't give a shit about any of it because none of it's true. None of it's true. By the way, how many of you have been hoping for eternal life? Oh, my God, we were promised eternal life. If only we did this. All we, we're going to get eternal life if we do this. You know what eternal life is? Death. That's what eternal life is. Eternal life is death. They gave it to you. 
everybody that 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 played the game, everybody that bought into that situation has eternal life. It's called a decedent estate, a dead body, a decedent estate. They gave you what you wished for, eternal life. The birth certificated person is eternal life. It's death. They gave it to you that you got what you wanted. Happy birthday, Christian. By the way, I'm not looking for any black clouds because no lightning's going to strike me. Again, I'm looking at the beauty of nature. There, man, there's got to be 50 birds out there eating all the, the, the seed that I put out there in, in the bird feeders. They don't care about superstitions. They don't care about belief systems. They don't care. Nature doesn't give a rip about what you think. This is not perspective. This is not beliefs. It's not anything. It just is what it is. And we need to get to the point where we actually respect nature. And ourselves, which are part of nature, until we divert into the fictional realm with our, our brains, we decide on other governments, other forms of government. And one last thing about this. But remember that when you talk about the government, you're not talking about your own. If, if I hear anybody say the government, I've, I already know that they abdicated their throne of self-governance. Self because if somebody says the government to me, that's they're, they're not speaking of their own. When I talk about government, I talk about my, my government, my ability to self-govern. That's my government. Hell, even in the Bible, Isaiah 9, 6, it talks about, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. That's my head. My head is Isaiah 9, 6. So the government, the Constitution, well, the Constitution of Ireland, I don't care. What is my constitution? Is it the 1789 U.S. Constitution? Of course it's not. What constitutes me is mind, body, and spirit. A living man is constituted of mind, body, and spirit all at the same place in the same moment in time. Space and time. One. one. If I agree to a 1789 Constitution, I'm no longer here. I'm no longer here. I'm not even self-governing. By the way, the, the, the corporate... Constitution is for corporate entities. Again, if you buy into the, the that Constitution, what are you doing? You're taking on the corporate handbook, and you become an employee of the corporation. That's why here the Bill of Rights was created. The Bill of Rights is for the living man to be protected from the corporate government. But birth certificated persons are not living men. They're part of the corporation itself. So birth certificated persons are not protected by the Bill of Rights. So everybody around here that's walking around with the Second Amendment allows us to have guns. Well, if you're celebrating a birth and birthday, the Second Amendment doesn't apply to you because you're talking you're acting from a decedent to state position, a corporate position. There is no you Second want, Amendment for I'm you sorry, want to break what? that one down, the bare arm, what it really means. You break it down. <laughs> Go on, you do it. You're better. No, I'm I I to me, I don't even I don't even consider any of it. Because self-preservation in nature allows me to do whatever I got to do to stay alive. Nate, I have the ability to call upon self-preservation because I'm part of nature. And all of the laws, there's only one actually, um, but, but the law of nature. 
well, I'm going to call it God's law, just for lack of a better term. That's the only law. That's it. If a bad guy comes into my yard, I have every right through self-preservation to make sure that I'm safe and my family is actually safe. Safe as I determine the definition. I mean, I'm not talking safe in some safety deposit box or in some trust account. I'm talking about actually keeping my family safe from the bad guys. So when you talk is, about the laws of nature, I want to, can I bring in some of those laws of nature so people will understand what nature, the laws of nature actually sound like and look like rather than this legal jargon. Would that be all right? Hey, I, 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 I get tired of hearing myself talk. <laughs> right. So we go into the laws of nature. So you have the law of divine oneness. That's number one, law of divine oneness. Then two is the law of vibration. Three is the law of action. Uh, I'll read out the law of uh, action a bit. We must take action to manifest things on earth. Every action we take creates a result. We must engage in actions that support our thoughts, dreams, emotions, and words. The law of correspondence. Our outer world is a mirror reflection of our inner world. It corresponds with our dominant patterns of thinking. The state of our life is nothing more than a reflection, mirror of the state of our mind. If you want to change your life, change your thoughts. Then you have the law of cause and effect. The law of compensation is law number six. The universe is always responding to the energy we put out. With every action, thought, and emotion, we are creating an equal measure of return. We reap what we have sown. The law of compensation is blessings and abundance rewarded to us in the form of gifts, money, inheritance, friendships, and opportunities. We have the law of trans, uh, the law of attraction, number seven. Law, law number eight, the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. We have the never-ending ability to change the energy we are experiencing. Higher vibrations change, consume, transform lower vibrations. We each have the power to change the conditions in our lives by constantly raising our vibration. Our vibration determines how we view our life circumstances. Then you have the law of relativity, the law of polarity. And everything in the universe has its opposite, including our thoughts. We can transform our lives by being the master of our thoughts. This is achieved by eliminating negative thoughts through concentration on the opposite. Then 11, sorry. The law of rhythm is 11. Rhythm is all around us. Changes are constant. Everything is moving through seasons, cycles, and stages of development. Go with the flow. Live, love, learn. We can rise above the challenge and parts of a cycle by applying the universal laws to our benefit. Then 12, the law of gender. Everything has its masculine, yang, and feminine yin energies. These energies must be in balance for us to be a master at manifesting. Our divine feminine receives intuitive messages from our divine source, our divine master. Did you guys hear me? Yeah, can you hear us? Hey there. Sandra was going about funny with me earlier on there too. 
I could hear very clearly so in the recording it should come out okay you know brilliant okay I'm here oh there you go yeah I lost I lost you guys for a second but that's okay yeah I was finished anyway you've basically seen really what it's mostly about as movement and and the driving force of our consciousness and things like okay that. let's assume that all that's true here's what's amazing from the moment I'm created at the fertilization as a single cell to this moment, 64 plus years later, it's all the present for me. There is no past because I've never been there. Again, when I sat for my fifth grade class picture, what day was it? Today. Right? When I'm sitting here taking my fifth grade class picture, what day is it? It's today. So I've never experienced any, anything other than today. So I have no past. There is no past for a living being. What about the future? What is the future for every mortal? Sandra, what, what's the future for every mortal? It's the, uh, the present to the past. Or no, the future to the past. What is this? No, the future for every mortal is death. 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 Yeah. yeah. So that's what we have to look forward to. I mean, if I'm present until I'm not. If, if, if I'm always present, then what's the future to my presence? It's death. There isn't anything in the future but death for every mortal being. So we exist in the present moment only our entire existence. There is no past or his story. That's third-party, third-person stuff there. And the only reason there's him and third-party, third-person is because they cut a piece off of me and put it on a Gregorian calendar, and now I have to look at me from the present and I have to look back at this birth certificated character him the third person that is in every court case he's the one that gets me in all the trouble right doesn't the birth certificated person get me in all the trouble isn't he the one contracting with all these idiots because I'm not contracting with anybody what's that he's time stamped in the past but he's he that character is the one that is bound this is bondage he's the one bound to those that social construct and the, and the social construct is the combination of me and, and my mom's biology i become collateral damage in that realm if i don't know the truth and i do know the truth so i'm going to put an end to it i already have put an end to it but it'd be really nice if a lot of other people decided to learn the truth Okay, so back to this this really, really simple one line. You you realize if you're going through some really nasty crap right now, go get go get a nice clean sheet of paper, write this down, um, paper clip it to whatever the problem is, write author. You don't even have to put a name on it. You understand this? I mean, think about this. When I was in the womb, when 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 mom and dad lay together, did, did did does anybody know exactly the moment of fertilization, creation? Does anybody know that? No. Okay, so nobody knows when I was created. 
well, God, let's say, but nobody else, only God. Now, here's the thing. Was there any name attached to that creation in the womb? No. So there is no name for the I am. There's no name for the I am. I was I was created at fertilization. There was no name. Hell, my mom didn't even know she was pregnant. First of all, pregnant, by the way, means implantation. It doesn't mean creation. So I don't like the word pregnant. But before I was even created, mom didn't know when I was created. Some some women say that they can tell that the moment that they, you know, something happened. I don't know. I'm I'm a man. I don't know anything about that stuff. What I'm getting at is the moment of actual creation, there was no name. When was a name even attached to you? It's through a Gregorian calendar birth certificate. My mom and dad called me Kurt or Curtis. I'm that's I'm good with that. I'll answer to that. But all this other nonsense, I never I didn't have a name in the womb. They might have thought of a name, but I didn't have it. I wasn't earmarked yet. I wouldn't respond to it yet because it was I, I didn't own it. I didn't claim it. The point is, is that the moment of fertilization, there are no names. Creation, the thing created, the I amness, didn't have a name. Doesn't have a name. Still doesn't. I only respond to Kurt. So my friends, when they when they want to come over or want me to come out, they say, hey, Kurt, let's go do this. Okay. Otherwise, I wouldn't know who they were talking to. My point is, is this is too easy. Yeah, when you see the earmarking, because it's it's ingrained inside of you. So the minute... I had, because when I made these silly mistakes as well as I was learning and growing and I, and again I, I answered by but, but when they said when the, the guard member was say, it was trying to identify me and he used the name uh, Sandra Giltrap in, in his um, when he was reading out at the, on the witness box the minute I heard the name I shout that's not my name but sure, I was earmarked. Why didn't I respond like that to everything else? Because I was even responding to it because uh, it was ingrained in me. Earmarked. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. The Vegas nerve connects your ear to your heart. <laughs> okay. Every unnatural attachment. Every unnatural attachment. Every. I'm going to the word every. at Webster's. Every. It says being each individual or part of a group without exception. Every. Nothing, nothing. There's nothing left out. All. Every. Every unnatural attachment. Every. If there's one over there, it's still part of every. It doesn't matter where they are. That's every. Nothing's left out. <clears throat> unnatural every unnatural why did i say that because i'm part of nature so let me go to nature i'm just at webster's online i mean i'm not going anywhere weird today i just want to make this simple nature defined i usually do this with linda and she's usually all over the etymology all over the old original meanings but i'm you know i'm going to stay really simple today Every unnatural, 
Well, what does nature say? I'm looking for the one I want. Remember, it's my authority. It's my. I'm the author of my life, so I get to pick the definitions. Well, Kurt, it says this. I don't give a shit what it says. I get to choose because I'm the author. I'm the author of my life. Every word I choose means what I say it means. But Kurt, person means it doesn't mean that to me. I'm not under another author. I'm not within another story. This is my story, so I get to choose the definitions of every word. If you're in a court system, if you're if you're playing the role of their character, they choose the definitions of the words. Well, that's because you're not in your own story. You've abdicated your throne, so now you get to be part of his story rather than your own. So what does it say here? Every unnatural. Well, humankind's original or natural condition. Natural condition. Okay, so I'm just going to go to natural. What does it say for natural? Humankind's original or natural condition. What does natural say? Based on an inherent sense of right and wrong. Do I know what's right for me? Absolutely. Does anybody else know what's right for me? No. No. Nobody knows what's right for me except for me. So natural says, based on an inherent sense of right and wrong, I know what's right for me, and I also know what's wrong for me. Being led around by some stupid-ass rule book or some, somebody being an employee of, of some other government, that's not right for me. It might be right for you. Don't get me wrong. It's okay. I'm not judging anybody. I'm just saying it's not right for me. When I say I, I prefer to live under a bridge than, than, than march lockstep with any of these isms, I prefer to li live under a bridge. I would rather be completely free to fail or succeed on my own rather than become part of some blood pool where I get to, I get to use other people's money as leverage or, or use other people's money so I can get to where I want to go. I don't want any part of that blood pool. I'm not interested in that cesspool, that, that, that global cesspool. I'm not interested. I would rather die than take anything that doesn't belong to me. That's not for everybody. Okay. So it says natural based on an inherent sense of right and wrong. Easy for me. Um, being in accordance with or determined by nature. Where is there, have I used the word fiction yet? No, because there is no fiction in nature. Something truth is fiction is bullshit. Fiction is made up. It can be anything you want it to be. That's not nature. Well, I want to be six five and in the NBA. Sorry, Kurt. Only an insane guy. You're you're at five ten. Uh, 190 pounds and 64 years old would say something like that. Right. Insanity. I want to be a girl. But Kurt, you're genetically a boy. Oh, you mean I can't be a girl? Nope. But I want to be. And, and, and the legislators are saying it's okay for me to, to compete with girls on the track. Nope. Sorry. You're always a boy. In spite of what all these idiots are telling you. Oh, you mean the truth is I'm a boy? Yes, the truth is you're a boy. Damn it. I really want to beat all those girls. What I really want to do is get in the showers with all those girls. I'll be honest with you. But I got to pretend to be a girl to do that, right? Sorry. 
that was a bad sense of humor. But that is happening. Because we live in a wishy-washy realm now where anything you say, whatever you identify as, gets to be your truth. Your truth. Not the truth, your truth. So you can be an absolute moron. You can hate, you can love, you can do whatever you want. That's your truth. Well, good luck with that. Every. I'm still I'm still on unnatural. So what else does it say here? Connected by direct genetic relationship rather than by adoption or marriage. Does it really say that, Kurt? Yes, it does. Natural. Connected by direct genetic relationship. From me to the zygote. From me to the zygote. From the zygote to me. From the acorn to the oak tree. It's all one line. There isn't no divergence. There's no alternate universe. There's no parallel universe. There's no fictitious character. It's from the zygote to here and me to the zygote. One unbroken line. Connected by direct genetic relationship. It can't get any more direct than zygote to me. I and I and my father are one. John 1030, King James Version. Du connected by direct genetic relationship. Rather than... By adoption. Well, there's your birth certificated character that you adopted. By the way, that is considered an adoption. You, you've adopted the birth certificated child of the state. That's an adoption. Or marriage. Well, there's your fetal maternal uh, Jesus and Mary placenta. That's the marriage. So nature or natural says connected by direct genetic relationship rather than by adoption or marriage. It says biological. Wow, how simple can that be? So natural is biological. So my existence that began with biology at, at the, the moment of fertilization and still is evolving, hopefully, evolving all the way to this point. And I'm talking about evolution biologically, spiritually, consciously. I'm evolving all the time. But Kurt, evolution, I didn't come from a monkey. Well, neither did I. Evolution doesn't mean monkey to man. That's what the church wanted you to believe. So that you would poo-poo evolution. And if you poo-poo evolution, you can't get from zygote to here. Because zygote from, from zygote to here is nothing but evolution. So they want you to actually deny evolution. By the way, evolution is part of nature. It's part of God's plan for you to go from a single cell to this moment. By the way, the zygote would never create a monkey. When two human beings lay together, they don't produce a monkey. Just like when two monkeys lay together, they don't produce a human being. It doesn't work that way. But that's what the church wanted you to hear. I'm disgusted at a level you guys can't even imagine. Every unnatural... What else is here at nature? Archaic, C, born in wedlock. But what does it say? It says legitimate, legitimate. So the begotten, the biological is legitimate. The, the, the other, the adopted, the state created is illegitimate. Happy birthday, illegitimate. By the way, when you turn your back on God, when you turn your back on creation, 
That's where the punishment begins. That's original sin. Do you realize the birth certificated character, that fig leaf character, the fig leaf is the paper. Leaf, fig, figure, leaf is the birth certificated child born to the piece of paper. So when you're ashamed of your godliness, your godly creation, what do you do? You take on a, pers a person, a personification, a character, an image. You get to be whatever you want. So you turn your back on reality with your original sin birth certificated character. There's a bit Every of a going on Go in the chat group. Um, there, Gary, what, what's, it, what's happening? There's a bit of a, I don't know, a bit of a debate <laughs> going, going on here in the chat group. I've actually even lost what it is that the debate is even about. But I'd bring Gary in if you, Gary wants to come in and ask the question. To, I don't know what the question he wants to ask. but there, there's I don't, no It doesn't matter what the question is. It's easy to answer. Truth is, when you got truth on your side, everything's easy. I don't, I don't, because if I have to try to dispel a belief, I'll do my best. I can't, I can't guarantee I could do that. But usually the toxicity is a belief that I'm trying to overcome. Gary, would you like to come in here and unmute your mic and ask Curtis yourself? Because it's better if, if you, if you, if you're, if you're, you're looking to ask for me to ask Curtis, but if you come in yourself, um, I won't yell at you, Gary. <laughs> I won't. I promise I won't yell at anybody. No, it's great. It's great that we have these conversations because people with nothing to hide, hide nothing. The truth just is there's no way to dress it up to suit anybody's beliefs, no more than my own. Hey, because Linda, you still to believe that the truth is something rather than what it is, but it's not. Gary, do you want to come in? That's I suggested the same thing that he come in and ask the question. Yeah, because you've been answering back and forth as well, Linda, but I don't think that you understand the origin of the question either. I don't really get it, to be honest. So the best yeah, well, but, but, but Linda's yeah. been subjected to me for years. So, <laughs> <laughs> so so she knows that it's okay. Yeah, yeah. He may he may growl and yell, but he really just wants to uh, <laughs> understand the truth. He, gro the he may growl. He may growl and, and yell, yeah. And the only reason that he talks loud is his own frustration. Yeah, thank you, Linda. I love you too. Okay, well, Gary won't ask the question himself, so I'm not responding anymore in the comments because I don't even know what you're even talking about. It started with uh, Curtis didn't thought that he was, that he said that God was, his, I don't know. I actually don't know. And it went into something else. I really don't know. So we go off that then if he doesn't want to say it himself, because I'm not, I'm not here arguing on, on side chat. If we all have something to say, we're grown ass men and women now at this stage. If we can't just come out and say what is and be direct about it so we can. Let me, let me, let me, let me address it. No, no. Let me address that idea. Anyway, if there were no human beings here at all, there would be no word God. But na but nature would still exist without that God. Nature would still exist. What I'm getting at is our perception or our belief in some something beyond is our own superstition. Again, if the Bible never existed, if if that book never existed, I would still be sitting at this table. If I no probably wouldn't be talking. The entire world existed. You'd be still sitting at that table. The point is, is that. We need to get past the childish 
beliefs. When I was a child, I spake as a child. It's time to put away that shit. Put away your baby blanket. You know what the baby blanket is? It's the accretion. It's the accretion. Being wrapped in the arms of mother. That's the accretion. That's your first baby blanket is the maternal afterbirth. I just read out his comment that he said here and see if you can make that. And he just said, I would say that original sin cannot be conferred as you must have assisted or encouraged in the principal sin to be culpable of the sin. So all are strangers to that sin. Okay, well, actually, he's not wrong. He's not. I and mean, it's not about right or wrong, just so you know. What I'm getting at is there is no original sin. There can't be. Because that's somebody's more, that's somebody's saying something. That's somebody creating a label for an idea. There, I mean, think about a squirrel coming out of a squirrel. I mean, being born. Tell me that that squirrel, that, that, that anywhere in nature, original sin exists. It doesn't. By the way, our biology is of nature. So what part of a baby coming out of mom evidences original sin? It doesn't. There isn't any. The only thing that is original sin is, is is turning your back on that creation, on God, and creation begins at fertilization. So when you come out of the womb and start celebrating a birthday for a character that is not you, that's original sin. So in other words, you're actually saying, I'm not good enough. What God created is not good enough. I need to add what the state's giving me. I need to, I need to have that extra, that, that embellishment. I need the image because God itself is not good enough. I need something more. That's original sin. The reality is we're already perfect. Everybody from fertilization to their last breath is perfect. I don't care if you're rolling around in a wheelchair. You're perfect. It doesn't matter because perfection is the fact that your 46 chromosomes are unique and unlike everybody else. If you're unlike everybody else, if you're peerless, you're perfect. And we're all peerless. They got us believing there's something wrong with us. And by having something wrong with us, we start comparing ourselves to everybody else. And now, now we're depressed. Now I'm not good enough. Now I need help. No, you don't. You need to realize you have everything you need and you've always had everything you need. I'm not smart enough. Yeah, I bet you are. I'm not tall enough. I think you're tall enough. How fast do you have to be? I'm not fast enough. What are you planning on doing? We're all perfect, and we've always been perfect. The goddamn church has ruined nature. Religion has destroyed reality. Got us feeling shitty about our own godly existence, for crying out loud. So that they can capitalize on our suffering. But they told us we're supposed to be suffering because Jesus suffers. I'm not going to suffer. You know what the definition of suffer is? It's a joke. Okay, I got to stop talking like that. Every unnatural. All I'm saying is that we're all part of nature. So every unnatural attachment, attachment. So I'm going to go to attachment. How many people have hung up so far today? No, you're very good. No, no one is. No one is. Alone. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn it! it. I anyway. worked so hard. 
I work so hard to get rid of people. <laughs> you don't okay, have to do uh, anything, only open your mouth half the time. <laughs> attachment. Every unnatural attachment. Look at this. Number one says a seizure by legal process. Really? You can't get any more unnatural than legal. But anyway, number two says the state of being personally attached. Attached. Okay, so we're going to end up there anyway. Um, psychology. An attachment is a strong emotional bond. An emotional bond. A bond. People don't even understand what a, what bondage is. If I break something in my house, I mean, seriously, and I go get some glue and I and I and I use the glue to fix it. That's a bonding agent. Do you realize that glue is a bonding agent? All it's doing is putting the two pieces together that were supposed to be together. So I go get a bonding agent, which is the glue, to fix what's broken. What if nothing's broken is my question. If nothing's broken, do you need a bonding agent? No. Then what are all these fucking bonds in this legal system? What, what are all these bonds? Because when they clamp and cut your umbilical cord, they create a separation that requires a bonding agent to put Humpty Dumpty back together. There, you need to be put back together so you can get back to God. So you can actually get back to your origin. Because only at your origin is where your, is your inheritance, is where your life began. So they're pretending to fix you, but you've never been broken. Hell, the only reason you're separated from God now is because of an act of mayhem by the medical industry at the port of entry. When you came out of the womb, they cut you apart. They cut you off from God. And now they're saying, now we need to fix you. Well, if you hadn't, if there was no act of mayhem upon me at the port of entry, I'd be just fine. But actually, I, actually, I am just fine. Because I, I'm still here. And I'm still using that biology. And if I'm still using it today, I've been using it the whole time. So that's a continuous and contiguous biological estate, unbroken. And if it's unbroken, there's no chance I abandon it. And if there's no abandonment, then this, this birth certificated person, this child, is a fraud. And now whoever's brought this cause of action to the court has, has perpetrated a fraud upon the court. But only if you know the truth can you talk like this. But Kurt, we need we need to form trusts. For what? The fiction? For the fictitious character? Trusts are only for people that are missing, presumed dead. Do you realize the only time I would ever use a trust, if Debbie and I, right now, boarded a plane to come to Ireland, if we bought tickets, we're boarding a, a, a plane to Ireland right now, and I called up Linda. Now, I wouldn't have to because she's on this call. But if I talk to her right now and say, Linda, Debbie and I are leaving for Ireland today. Would, would you come over to the house, take the keys to my kingdom, and watch over my kingdom while I'm gone? Linda, what would your answer be? Can I go too? <laughs> <laughs> You mean I have to find somebody else? So yeah. but the answer, she would say yes. So now Linda comes over and she has the keys to my kingdom. and She stays at my house and she watches over everything while I'm gone. A month later, six months later, five years later. Now I've kept in contact with Linda the whole time. But five years later, I said, you know what? We're coming home. Meet me at the airport. 
Linda meets me at the airport. We get back to the house. She hands me the keys to my kingdom. Everything's back to the way it always was. The only time you need to trust is when you're not directly handling your life and your estate or your property. When they clamp and cut the cord, they create a need for a trust because now you're missing presumed dead. So now you need fiduciaries and executors and all that shit. But in reality, you're not, you haven't gone missing. You're right here. So all that trust shit is just unnecessary for the living man. Did you know also, Kurt, uh, FAS, FAS from the FAS controller, FAS is a double bond? A double bond? Yeah. Is FAS. I remember the FAS controller in uh, uh, Thomas and the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where was I? Attachment. A device attached to a machine or implement, a physical connection by which one thing is attached to another, is not, in the placenta, is not my biology still attached to mom's biology? Yes. So that already evidences a bond between the fetal biology and the maternal biology. The thing is that I haven't been a fetus for a long time. I haven't been an infant for a long time. But they have a record. On the record, they have a record that still evidences an infant attached to mom. Do infants have legal capacity? No, they're incapacitated. So you need an attorney to act as guardian, or you need a regency to, to act on behalf, because that's what's going on here. But what happens when you're whole? What happens if you're, you've been whole the whole time? Does any of that, is any of that required? Nope. So nature overrides all of their fictitious nonsense. That's why fictio seated veritati, fictio seated veritati, fiction yields to truth. When the truth is known, all the fictions disappear. You do know that every jurisdiction is fictitious, right? There are no jurisdictions for the living man. 1 Corinthians 2.15 says, the spiritual man shall be judged by no man. There are no jurisdictions for the living man. Even to go into a court and, and, and question the jurisdiction of that court is lending credibility to the court's existence. You're actually saying fictions can exist, but they can't. Now, when it comes to the living man, I'm not going to object to the jurisdiction of the court. Because that, that court is already presuming something, and that presumption is a trespass. I'm not going to object, object to the jurisdiction of the court because the court's very claim upon my time. My time. Do you realize that my time is my pro private property? My time is my private property. If somebody holds me back, they're impeding my forward progress in time. And by holding me back, that's a trespass. They don't have any rights at all. There are no rights over the living man other than the spirit within. <clears throat> Every unnatural attachment. I'm going to go to the word attach, it looks like. Attached. Connected or joined to something. Well, there's your joinder. 
Again, as long as you allow that birth certificated fetal maternal placental character to exist, you're joined to mother. By the way, that joinder is what they call the matrix. The mom's biology is the matrix. So as long as you keep claiming the birth certificated character, you're attached to the matrix with your own admission. By admitting to the birthday, you're still connected to mom. There's nobody outside of mom that's connected to mom. No matter how much you love her, you're not connected to her physically. But the placenta evidence is a connection. Connected or joined to something. Emotionally connected or strong feelings. How about that? How about just calling on Jesus as a savior? Is that a, is that a connection? Yes. How about using the term Jesus? Do you realize that Jesus and my amnion are one and the same thing? But if I use the, the church's label, if I use the church's character, if I use the word Jesus, I'm actually handing my amnion to the church as a donation. And when I hand it to the church, it becomes Jesus. And now I have to ask the church back for my life. I have to go down, bend a knee, and have the church absolve me through absolution or whatever they call it to make me whole again. And yet I've always been whole. So if I believe in their situation, that's also joined her because I've lost my mind to another government. Permanently fixed when adult. I'm, I'm just reading. Um, okay. Every unnatural attachment, real, presumed, or otherwise. If, if somebody puts a hand on you, that's a real attachment. If somebody looks at you, that's an attachment. If somebody forces a belief on you, atheist, Christianity, it doesn't matter, and they act upon it physically, that's an attachment, a physical, real attachment. If they use the placenta with the biology, that's a real attachment. What's a presumed attachment? Citizenship. If somebody's calling you a citizen, that's a presumed attachment. Any idea that they have, you're a taxpayer, that's a presumption, that's a, that's a trespass. You're a driver, that's another label, that's a presumption, that's a trespass. Everything that is not natural is a trespass. Everything. The jurisdiction of the court is a fiction. All fictions are a trespass upon reality. You can't force any fiction upon my reality. When I say my reality, I'm talking about the same one that the squirrels have out there in the yard. That's reality, not my version of reality, where I believe something. That's not reality. That's perception. That might even be mental illness. When that hammer hits your thumb, just like when it hits my thumb, it's going to hurt. Reality is the same for everyone. Everyone. You realize that if it's raining in Ireland right now and it's snowing here in northern Illinois, it's still reality. I might be experiencing snow and you might be experiencing rain, but it's the same thing. It's reality. Whether I see it or not, it's real. Whether I experience it or not, it's real. 
I'm just not there. I'm I'm here. Just like you're not here. Well, actually, you are here because I'm there to you. The point is, is that it's always isness. Truth is isness. What is is truth. Every unnatural attachment, real, presumed, or otherwise, it doesn't even matter. If 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 I know the limits of my godly estate, begin at fertilization and end with my last breath. End with my last breath. And and I know that the 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 constitution of my existence is mind, body, and spirit. My body is biological. It begins at fertilization and ends with last breath. Any touching me, anything to do with my biology at all is an attachment from fertilization to this moment. When they clamped and cut the cord, it was a trespass. How about spirit? Spirit is breathing. That's all it is, the breath. If When they're dumping chemicals into the sky, are they trespassing upon my breath? Absolutely. Chemtrails are a trespass. Well, how come we can't stop chemtrails? Because there are no living people. Decedent estates cannot complain about chemicals in the sky because they're decedent estates. They're just, they're just commercial entities. There's no living being. Again, no breath. When There's nothing to pass the vocal cords. If there's nothing to pass the vocal cords, there's no voice. Decedent estates don't have breath. They don't have vocal cords. They don't have anything. So there's no voice. There's no voice for the living in the fiction. So when they're spraying shit into the sky, are they? Is it a trespass upon me, the living? Absolutely. How about being bombarded with all this, this, this propaganda? Mentally, how about for them forcing their government upon me? If my government is within my own consciousness, and somebody forces a religious government, or a fascist government, or communistic government, or or it doesn't matter. If they act upon their beliefs, if their government forces itself upon my government, that's a trespass. Any, it says, every unnatural attachment, real, presumed, or otherwise. So here I am. I know the limits of my existence are fertilization, the last breath. Think about that as a fence. I just put a fence around my, my godly kingdom. My godly estate. I just put a fence around it because I have knowledge of the entirety. I know where it all is. All of my biology, my breath and my and my consciousness. I know that I'm the king. With with by the way, I have the divine right of kings over my biology. I don't have any rights over yours, whatever, whatsoever. None. But I have all the rights. I am a monarch over my own biology. I am a dictator over my own biology. I can do whatever the hell I want with my biology, with my kingdom. I can feed it nothing but fast food and kill everything. I can drink myself to death. I can I can take all the drugs. I can kill everything because it's my kingdom. Or I can feed, every, feed it nothing but nutritious uh, 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 whatever. I can make it healthy. All of the cells in my body are my constituents. I can make them healthy or I can kill them off. It's all mine. I can do whatever I want with it. So think about that. I know the limits of my physical existence. 
I put a fence around it mentally. So now I know the limits of my existence and you come along and you put a sign on my fence, on the outside of my fence that says taxpayer. When you hang your taxpayer sign on my fence, that's a trespass. If you believe I'm a taxpayer and act upon me as a, a, a taxpayer, that's a trespass. A driver. If you call me a driver, you force me or to, into your rule system, whatever, that's a trespass. If you call me a citizen of your community, that's a trespass. If you hang any advertisement or advertisement on my wall, it's a trespass. You cannot touch my stuff. And that's where we're going with reality. When you understand that sovereign immunity begins at fertilization, when you understand that you're the king over your kingdom, and you can actually look at it that way and go, wow, my kingdom began at fertilization. My sovereign immunity began at fertilization. Where's my Where did my biology come from? Did it come from Illinois? Did it come from Winnebago County? Did my biology actually come from the state of Illinois or, or the United States? How about America? Did my biology come from America? No. My biology came from all of Mother Earth. It didn't come from part of Sweden or, or, or Greece or anywhere my parents' parents came from. My biology is of all of the Earth. So tell me what jurisdiction the Earth is in. There isn't any. Well, that's on a perfect note here as well that you said that because the, the same guy is over here. How do you know that it'll work in the UK? So I know that that's a very simple answer, but I'm going to give you the... The, the honors of answering it. How did you know your own biology will work in, in the UK? Well, see, all I have to do is ask, Sandra, where, where is your biology from? Is it from Ireland? No. No, it's from the earth. The things that make up your body are of the earth. They're not from Ireland. So the, the, the Constitution of Ireland doesn't apply to you. The jurisdiction of Ireland, the jurisdiction of Ireland doesn't apply to you or any other country for that matter. For the living being... You're 100% outside of all the fictions, 100%. Biology, your own blood, your own biology is just a matter of fact, no matter where you are. Until you make a claim. I'm from Illinois. Well, there you go. Now you've just limited your existence to a, a, a fictitious jurisdiction called Illinois. And that Illinois is within the United States of America, which is within the American soil. So now I've bound myself to all these fictions through my own claim. But what happens when I know the truth that my biology is of the earth? How about this? I'm sitting right now in my dining room and I'm breathing the air. Now tell me where the air, where the air ends. Does it end at Winnebago County? Am I only breathing Winnebago County air right now? Because if that's true, then the air, the jurisdiction of the air would be Winnebago County. How about, or maybe I'm breathing Illinois air, or am I breathing United States air, or am I breathing American air? No, I'm not. There is no jurisdiction for the air that I'm breathing either. How about my consciousness? Where does my consciousness fall? What part of, of my consciousness is bound to Illinois? It's bound to it if I say it is. If I believe I'm an Illinoisan, I'm bound to Illinois rule. If I believe I'm a United States citizen, I'm bound to United States citizenship. If I think I'm an American, I'm bound to the American law. But if I know the truth of the matter, I'm outside of all of it. And that's what people don't understand. There are the no fictions that are prehistoric. That's the other thing. Remember that the calendar 
the Gregorian calendar, the birth certificated dating system is, is, is a timeline. It's time. You're, you're time bound. What calendar were you subject to when you were in the womb? None. There was no calendar. There was no time. So if you're still an, if you're an extension from fertilization at this moment, what calendar are you subjecting yourself to? None. There is no time. There, you're always on your own time. Imagine this. Do you realize that, that when you claim a birth certificated character, you're on the timeline? You're on father time or the timeline of that Gregorian calendar? Always. You're always on the clock of the Gregorian calendar character, which means you can't get away from it. That means everything you ever create, everything you ever do is on somebody else's time. If you create anything on their time, it belongs to them. The only time you own anything is when you do it on your time. If you create a product and, 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 and you go get it patented, if you're using their character, if you're using their birth certificated character, the owner of the calendar owns your, your, your creation, your invention. People don't get this. On my time, I own everything. On their time, I own nothing. There's another so, question here. Uh, can you have a passport and be from Earth? I think that's. I think that you already know the answer to that. I do. Yeah, I'm just getting you to everybody. Yeah, but what I'm getting at is these are questions where people are trying to figure out how, who does a passport apply to. And, and think of the word itself, passport. What port are you passing? Where are you going? Where are you coming from and where are you going? If you're actually, if you have a right of way over all of Mother Earth, why do you need a passport at all? That's what, that's what people don't understand is that when you get all the way down to the truth, Mother Earth is Mother Earth. There are no fictitious, fictitious boundaries. I get it. Countries are going to call themselves countries. I love it. I love going to Italy. I love going to Spain. I love going to Greece. I love going to, to England. I love going to all these different places, but they're all fictions. The people might believe it, and then they even they even talk funny like you guys in Ireland. <laughs> Sorry. Come on. Hey. I, somebody better be laughing over there. <laughs> hey, I did. I had you on mute because the young lad walked in. Is it that bad? No, I'm joking. What I'm getting at is I love all the differences. And that's the point is I don't want to be the same as anybody else. I want to I want to be immersed in different cultures and have that that you know, all those different experiences. They want one neck to chop. And they did it. They found a way to do that. One neck to chop. Make everybody this and then we can subject them all to the same thing. The Gregorian calendar is one neck to chop. One giant John Doe, global John Doe, in a public pool. That's all this is. Anyway, every unnatural attachment, real, presumed, or otherwise, upon my personal and private godly estate. I just described that. From fertilization to last breath, mind, body, and spirit. If you know the limits of your estate, then everything that touches those limits is a trespass. Everything. Everybody's belief systems, Every I mean, it doesn't matter what it is. It's okay. The beautiful thing is, it's okay until they actually harm you. Again, think about this. You guys are, are more, you're stuck with this more than we are right now. But if I walk out my front gate and I walk down the street, as a, as a private man 
in the public. I'm walking down the street in the public. And a camera on a pole catches my image. That's a trespass. Because a private man caught on a public, in a public film, is a trespass. The public is now trespassing upon my privacy. The public is. <sighs> now, now, if if I allow a piece of me to remain in the public, I become of the public. There's a difference between me walking around in the public and a piece of me being part of the public. If a part of me is of the public, then I lose my right to privacy. So the birth certificated person, which is a public figure, part of the public, doesn't have a right to privacy. So as long as there's a birth certificated character in play, I don't have a right to privacy. They can film me going down the street. They, they can come into my yard. They can come into my house because there's no private man. But if I know my privacy begins at fertilization and ends with my last breath, and that's my private, personal and private kingdom, then everything the public is doing injurious to me or any claim upon me, time doesn't even matter. It could just be my time. It's all a trespass. But you've got to know the limits. There was a movie that uh, Clint Eastwood was in years ago called Josie Wales. And he had a line in there that says, a man's got to know his limitations. There it is. You just got to know the limits of your existence so you know where that fence line is. And when you know where the fence line is, you know when people are crossing it. Yeah. When they're crossing into your yard, into your existence, that's a trespass. It's a, and you, could, you don't need to call them on it every time. But you need to let them know where that line is, where your line of demarcation is. And I, I call it from fertilization to last breath. That's what I say. That's, that's how I identify my kingdom. So it says, upon my personal and private godly estate, at any point from fertilization to last breath, it doesn't matter where they enter. doesn't matter if they enter or not. If your dog poops in my yard, that's a trespass. If your dog poops in my yard. Now, you guys all pictured a dog, and you pictured a dog pooping in my grass. But if your legal fiction, D-O-G, the image of G-O-D, of God, if your legal fiction comes into my existence, that's your dog. And if your legal fiction comes in and does anything to me, if your dog comes into my yard, that's a trespass. So the fictitious dog, the image of God, comes in. If you're... If your character comes in and, and hurts me or makes a claim upon me, that's a trespass. So you can protect yourself from the public by just knowing this. Finally, it says at any point from fertilization to last breath, it's a trespass. Once you know the limits of your godly estate, it's easy to see that everything that's going on around you, every court action, all claims upon any moment, any minute, every hour, every day is a trespass. We own everything. The living man owns everything. The corporations own nothing. It's the opposite of what most people believe. We own it all. Our energy created everything. Corporations create nothing. So stop believing all these idiot patriot organizations and all these idiot trust people where they're saying they own it all they own nothing living men who provide energy own it all kurt yeah. what i want to say to you, what i want to say to you is about uh, uh the passport is, is is the same as same as uh the, the birth certificate 
because it, it, that, it, first of all, you have to hand the passport, your birth certificate in to prove who you are to get that. Why can't he who creates owns, obviously, but why can't we create our own passport because then we own it without that? You know, because, you know, it, it's, you know it, it's impossible now for a lot of people. No, I won't travel myself. I haven't traveled in, in, in four years uh, for that simple reason. But I would love to create something as it is before because that, that's part of the entrapment and that's part of the snare when you use your passport. It's like using your... Uh, a, passport, a passport evidence is a deposit that is going to act as a security when you go from place to place. So it's like I come to your house... And you and you say, Kurt, you got to put ten dollars in the till just in case you fuck something up while you're here. It's it's like a, a security deposit for for you to break something or damages. That's what a passport's for. It evidences a deposit that's already been made, which is the which is the afterbirth or the the placenta. That's the passport is only issued because the placenta is on deposit, which uh, then they can pull you in as a surety. That's what the passport's mm -hmm. for. What you really need to start looking at is is a private member association of some sort where you identify um, the member, the member itself or the membership is already with your own consciousness. It's going a different direction. I mean, the member that they have on deposit, they don't really have. It only looks like they have it, meaning the record of the deposit is made was made after uh, an act of violence. As a pacifist, no acts of violence are acceptable to me, and that includes the cutting of the umbilical. What I'm getting at is you can you can do this stuff, but you got to use your head. You can't just make a passport and call it a passport, if you know what I mean. No, I know that. It's the, it's the birth certificate. It's the date of birth that fucking gets me, that gets my stomach churning. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's, I know that's the fiction, and I just don't want to have nothing to do with it. You know what I mean? It's just totally. So that's, we can work on that in some way. I know exactly where you come from. Yeah. I, I in, in fact, I think pri private member associations are valid around the world. All the courts recognize them. But I mean, you got to be careful that doing even that stuff because it's kind of a legal term in and of itself, a private membership or private member association, but it is what it is. So if there's no other term to use and that's the term they recognize, then I can actually begin a private. I did actually, I, I started one back in 2011 called society of the sojourner. Now a sojourner is a traveler. And I'm talking about a traveler in time and space, meaning that mm -hmm. I, I wasn't here before the fertilization event. I wasn't here. I, I, the consciousness was not here. Fertilization event created the groundwork that allowed my eye to land. So when the zygote was created, there was a place, there was ground, there was a planet, my biology, that was now being created or was created and is now um, growing that is going to allow my, my landing, my spiritual landing or my conscious landing upon that biology. So, but before it was here, before the biology was here, I had no place to land. I was somewhere else. So now the zygote gives me the planet. It gives me the, the, the celestial body that I'll be using while I'm here. So when it, when it, 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 um, ev the, the evolutionary process, when, once it gets to a point and I'm going to say somewhere around day 25, when the heart is is created and when the SA node, the sinoatrial node of the heart is created, um, there's a place for a signal to be received. The sinoatrial node of the heart is, is a place where a signal is being received 
And that signal might be from somewhere else. I don't know where it's from. I'm, I'm not going to pretend to know anything. I'm just saying this is really simple stuff. If you stop thinking you know anything. So here I am. I didn't exist physically. And now I do. Or the, the, the planet or the celestial body exists. And about 25 days after its creation, after fertilization, about 25 days later, the heart, there's enough of the heart and there's an SA node, a sinoatrial node in the heart that is there to receive a signal. When that signal is received, the heart starts to beat. I believe that that signal is from somewhere. It doesn't matter where. I don't even know where. I can't even contemplate where it's from. But that signal is from somewhere. It's from a source. And, and realistically, we don't die until that signal stops, stops being transmitted or received in the SA node of the heart. So I believe that that's my actual arrival is when the SA node starts to um, receive the signal and the, the heart starts to beat on its own. I believe that that's me entering uh, or my existence, consciousness, spiritual, whatever, entering the body. Now I'm here. I was there. Now I'm here. In other words, I'm traveling from where I was. Now I'm using this biological avatar and, and it's, it's made specifically for me. The 46 chromosomes are mine and my alone. I'm peerless. I am a sovereign from another fucking universe, planet, whatever you want to say, but I'm not from here. My point, what I'm trying to get at is I'm traveling. I'm just passing through. And for 65, 75, 85, 95 years, I'm just, I'm just passing through this realm. They know while you're shit. on that topic, uh, you and I discussed that. I think it was Jack that's here. Jack put in a, a, a wonderful um, letter that he was writing to the Department of Foreign Affairs in order to, for his travel. Remember I sent that to you? And, uh, um, I have that here, which is an example of kind of what you would uh, put down for your travel. Will I read that out here? Yeah, do that. So this is but, but but you know what yeah just be careful like you said um you you have to understand what it is you're actually trying to say there's going to be one people is that beautiful I really like this one by okay, Jack well, okay. well yeah, done yeah, Jack read, I love it, read it. so Akara by way of introduction I for one am the whole biological man a pacifist who is all present and accounted for from fertilization to last breath contrary to the amputated CESTIQ trust property removed for safekeeping or feigned decedent trust account agency spirit acting on its behalf. But therefore God had joined together, let no man put asunder, Mark 10, 9. One requires travel documentation that evidences one's status as a whole man with God-given right of way to pass freely and without hindrance and to be afforded by all whom it may concern all necessary assistance and protection. One requires the state passport, and there's a number, which is pre predicated on the apparent certif certificate organization to be set aside. Set aside to reverse, vacate, cancel, annul, or revoke a judgment order, reference Black Laws 5th edition. It is not appropriate that one be classified in this particular matter as a citizen of Ireland or any other assumed trust agency under the contractual guise of public policy. No fiction shall extend to work and injury, reference William Blackstone commentaries. The facts of the matter of one's godly origin, origin are expounded upon in the attachment document and memoir. Thank you for your service. Lamas, a pacifist. Then you have the Resnua 
or Resua, I can't pronounce that. No one can have a servitude over his own property. Black Laws, 5th edition. And that came from Jack, who did, did this based on the information he's been learning from you for a while. And I think it's beautiful. Are you there? That would be a crying sin now. <laughs> Can everybody else hear me? Yes, Sandra, I can hear you loud and clear. Could you hear all of that? Everybody. Yeah, I heard you, Sandra. Yeah, I can hear you, Sandra. Fine. Yeah, it must be Kurt. He just must have been timed out or logged out. Are you there? There he's back. Oh, there you are. Did you get that? No, no. I, th I think it's the best I've ever heard. Um, based upon you know i mean i and i know i i looked at it too and and there's not much i would change i mean I, every day i learn something new so i would always be thinking okay what can i omit or what can i add to make it either more concise or smaller i like i'd rather have you know less words if i can get away with it but i think it's the best i've ever heard and and because it has it has the idea it has what you're trying to get across. There is a book um, called Stranger in a Strange Land by um, Robert Heinlein. And that's probably the book everybody should read if you want to understand what's actually happening. Is, is the, the, the world that, that we're, we are as travelers are involved in is, is you know, it, it does exist. I mean, I know that there's fictitious ideas going on around this place, but, but there is a reality, too. And it's the reality that overrides it as the sovereign. The sovereign is the real versus the fictitious. And that's that's the whole idea. Sovereignty begins at fertilization. It begins with the, the origin of the species and the zygote. It begins there. Now, when we claim a birth certificate, we lose our sovereignty. We lose our kingdom to, um, to, to our, our insanity. The neat thing about all this stuff, though, is, is that, again, when that SA node receives the signal, the heart starts to beat. That's me arriving. And then for the next 75, 85, 95 years, I'm just a traveler through this time space um, realm, this exist this existence. And then when the SA node stops receiving the, the signal, the heart stops beating and I leave. I go back to wherever I, I came from. But But while I'm here, I'm just traveling. That's all I am. And, and until people understand that that's what I'm getting at, that this, the, the society of the sojourner was based upon an idea that we are all travelers moving through this realm. And that's all, you know, you I'm not from write Earth. your own story. It is your own story. It is your own story. You are the author. It look up the word author and it'll all make sense. You realize that if you look up the word, the definition of author and, and capitalized A U T H E. O R author capitalized is God. I mean, and, and, and people are going to go, Oh God, you just said we're God. Well, actually I create my, my story. I create this world. Linda, can you grab us author? I'm going to look in here now as well. And my, uh, you're, you're faster than I am though. I don't know how you do it so fast. No use to you, I suppose, Kurt. Yeah, it, I, I'm. My my phone died, so I had to 
get rid of my headset. <laughs> I can't be plugged in and listening on my headset at the same time. So, Yeah, and just so people know, Kurt never sees the uh, actual comments. So he doesn't no. see the comments in the comment section. That's why um, I've been asking people to ask him yourself. Um, author. I think Linda left, Sandra, if you're looking for Linda. Oh, did she? Okay, yeah. I'll read it out here then. Author. One who produces, creates, or brings into being as God is the author of the universe. And then uh, two, the beginner, former or first mover of anything, hence the efficient cause of a thing. It is appropriately applied to one who composes or writes a book or original work and in a more general sense, to one whose occupation is to compose and write books opposed to a compiler or translator, author to occasion, to effect. I think uh, capital, it says capitalized. You guys still there? Yeah, we're still here. If you just broke out there for a second. Yeah, I I might have lost you for a second. I had to go feed the cat. You're okay. We can hear you there now. So one who produces, <laughs> creates, or brings into being as God is the author of the universe. Just remember, you got to be careful because the word universe or universal, if you look it up, it says Catholic. Yeah. So when people use the word universe or universal, I, I caution them because, I mean, if you're if you know your intent and it's not Catholic or Catholicism, you're you're OK. But Catholic or universal will will mean Catholic if you're not careful in their eyes. But cosmos. What's that? What about the cosmos? Yeah, I don't really know. The cosmos um but you know here's what's really interesting by definition the the first product of or the divinity the first product of that divinity divine two vines of mom and dad the sperm and ovum the product of divinity divinity is that singular 46 chromosome zygote the zygote is known as a celestial body a heavenly body the zygote is is a heavenly body and of course, the offspring from that heavenly body, the offspring is fetus or embryo fetus baby. So we come from the zygote. The zygote itself is the father or the, the father of the offspring. My dad only gave me 23 chromosomes, but the zygote is the father of, of is the heavenly body father that, that gives rise to me, the baby, embryo fetus baby. So when people finally start to see what Heavenly Father is all about, Heavenly Father is the material that was cut off of us, our Father. I and my Father are one, John 1030. That material that was cut off of me, from which I came, like the oak tree from the acorn, that material is, is my Father. Me, I and my Father are one. Now here's the deal. When they clamp and cut the cord and that stuff dies, it becomes Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. So they got us praying to Heavenly Father, which is our own biology. And they're controlling it. 
So we're basically begging ourselves to forgive ourselves when we understand the machinations or we, un we truly understand what's going on here. They're laughing at us. Understand this. They're laughing at us because we're so stupid. Now, all you have to do is know your godly origin, and that's it. Game over. Fertilization, last breath, done. But also understand you're just traveling through this realm. You're not from here. You weren't here before you were. So where were you? There's my question. If you weren't here before you, you, you arrived, where were you? Where was the I? The one thinking and hearing me right now, where was that? If it, I mean, prior to fertilization, where was it? See, I don't know either, but it wasn't here. And I'm not going to pretend to know where, where it's from. But there are a lot of people out there that are taking trillions of dollars in belief systems because they're pretending they know where it came from. They don't. So that's the idea. And one last thing I'm going to say about this stuff. We need to stop uh, thinking about heaven. What I mean by that is they got us. I'm going to take... I'm going to use myself as, as an example here. My, my older sister died at 47 years old. Now I'm 64. And she was a year and a half, about a year and a half older than me. So we're talking about 47, 57, 13 plus. So 17 years ago, my older sister died. I never really got to know her. Really got to know her. You know, when you're growing up, you're a bunch of idiots. But I never really got an opportunity to know her. Now, they got us all saying, well, we'll just all get together in heaven. We'll all meet in heaven. I'll see my mom again. I'll see my dad again. I'll see my sister again. Bullshit. This is your one chance to get to know everybody. Don't waste it. This is the time that we got right here biologically i can look at my brothers and sisters faces and go there that's they're right there right in front of me but they got us believing that we can throw this lifetime away because we have an eternity to hang around with our our, our family bullshit the so they got us to sacrifice muscle. they got us to sacrifice our own presence for the some muscle. bullshit eternal life heaven they, they have a drill down here into into the uh, irish specifically uh, your suffering will be rewarded in heaven. Why why, why are, are none of those people traveling around in those million-dollar automobiles not suffering? Because they're Because they know life. better. Because they know better. They you're didn't buy into the life. suffering. What's that? You're renting your life to do so. No, you put your you put your energy into a system that allows them to use other people's energy. Like mm -hmm. I said, I'm not I'm not interested in communism. Don't I know a lot of people say, well, Kurt, we're all in this together. No, we're not. I get to choose who I affiliate with, and I don't choose to affiliate with people that want something for nothing. Beggars. So you're Parasites. not waiting for Jasar and Asara then for all your money, no? Pa Parasites. Everybody that wants my energy will never get it. I'm never giving away my life. I, I love my life too much to give it to the Parasites. 
to give it to Q. You do know that the letter Q means quarantine, right? So everybody that's following the quarantine Q will never escape. Will you not trust the, the plan, Kurt? Trust the plan. <laughs> what I'm getting at is we every, every we we can open a door and they they'll close it immediately because everybody wants the fiction. Everybody wants a story. They don't want reality. If you're thinking somebody else is going to do this, it ain't going to happen. It, it's going to require reality to override all of this bullshit. I don't even know what Nasera, Jacera, I don't even know what that is. But it's bullshit. I don't even have to know what it is to know it's bullshit. There's nobody out there that's going to save your ass. Reality trumps fiction. Maybe it's time to get out of all those goddamn fictions, all those ideas. That's, they're all bullshit. Meanwhile, the blood life or the energy has been sapped out of them learning how to uh, draw down this and do that and t taken away from all the time a way of learning who they are. It's it's so easy. From fertilization to the last breath, you're the king. You're the king. Act like it. You're the king. Act like it. God gave you this directly. There's no middleman. Act like it. If you actually believe in God and care about God, act like it. As king, as kin is not as king. You demand, you command, you tell him just as a matter of fact. You you state a fact. I finished my book today. Yay. <laughs> and and it's gonna go to the publisher no later than Wednesday. I got a I got a call with with the uh my liaison tomorrow afternoon it'll be in her hands by wednesday and probably 45 days from now i'll have maybe a copy in my hand it's called first in time the, the rule of first in time is first in time wins all the time in other words the source god wins and when you understand that the zygote's first in time everything subsequent to the creation of the zygote is your private property unless you give it away that's it. I win. I might be, maybe I'm, maybe there, there'll be five of us living on the planet. Maybe that's all that, maybe that's it. By the way, I'm not a leader. I understand this. I'm not trying to lead anybody. I'm trying to shine a light so that you can see it for yourself because you don't, I, I'm not going to become somebody's parent. I'm not going to be somebody else's, you know, whatever. You can only do this for yourself. That's what I've learned. The only people that will ultimately get the truth on their side are the people that actually learn the truth and start expressing it. So if you're if you're looking for any of these organizations to do anything for you, you're still a child. Again, then uh, we have uh, this, uh, uh, or sorry, Gary. He says, has the speaker heard of Christopher Hauser? I'm going to... Answer. First of all, his name is Curtis R. Period. Columbach and Christopher Hauser requires a uniform commercial code to put on you. I'm after decloaking from that code. There's nobody putting back on that uniform to go into that play of that system. <clears throat> the uniform is okay. The placenta 
is baby's biology, in other words, mine, and my mom's. The baby blanket is my mom's biology surrounding me. It's like her arms are around me still in the placenta. That's the cloak. That's the vestment. That's the uniform. If you're playing that game, you're a mama's boy. It can't get any simpler than that. If you want to bend a knee, if you want to play games, UCC is for you. And if anybody's telling you the UCC is a way out, it's not. By the way, does he charge anything for his of course. efforts? Of He's course. He's a whore. He's a whore. Prostitute. Well, I mean, I'm not saying truth. I'm not saying my time is free. But the truth is already there. So I shine a light of truth. I give all these audios away and everything else. I don't normally give my time away because that's that's. I've already recorded all these audios. You can go listen to them 100 times if you want. I don't need to say it twice, but if you want my time, I'll probably charge you for it because that's a value for value exchange. But anybody charging you for bullshit, my God, that's that's as dumb as it gets. Right. I'm not and I'm sure going if to, these guys say that again. I'm going to read out this last one for you then, and then I'm going to let you wrap it up. So it's the same speaker, the same guy. If the zygote is a product of God, then then doesn't it remain so? How could it be your private property if it belongs to God? And I'm leaving it at that one, really, because this one is just this is just wrecking my head a little bit with the, the comments because it's that simple for me. So again, if the zygote is a product of God, then doesn't it remain God remain so? So how could it be your private property if it belongs to God? It's a product of creation. I don't care what label you put on it. I use God to mean creation. There is no man in the sky. There's no benevolent dictator up there. There's, I mean, nobody's doing anything. We are 100% alone in our actions. We were given free will. So using a label God, I'm trying to use God so people understand creation or whatever but the zygote and i are one so the product of my mom and dad's property 23 chromosomes from dad 23 from mom that divinity that divinity when it when it the fertilized ovum become i mean the product of that fertilization is the zygote that's the act of creation that's an that that's a product of nature i use the word god so people understand creation but I don't think of God as 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 some being. And and as far as the only owner of this biology is me. When my spirit leaves this body, there's no owner. In fact, even in the legal system, dead bodies are not looked at as property of anyone because the owner, Elvis left the building. Abandoned. The owner's gone. Abandoned. The owner's gone. I'm the owner. I'm the only one that has a legitimate claim upon this biology. I'm the only one that's ever occupied it. I'm the only one that's ever occupied this biology from the beginning. Talk about first in time. And Eads versus Brazelton backs that up. If you want to There's read no, All the court cases do. Every yeah. court case you'll ever read, ever, requires abandonment. If Absolute the owner does not, not abandon, if the... If, 
If the owner never abandons the property intentionally, he's always the owner. I've been the owner of this biology from the beginning. From the zygote, I and my father are one. John 1030, King James. Me and the zygote are the exact same thing. The oak tree and the acorn are exactly the same thing. They just look different. I just evolved. And Gary so, just said, thank you. Now I get you. You just sounded like a God follower. The divinity of humans is something I do not disagree with, but I just do not agree with the label you use first. No, uh, and I don't either. I only use it for so people can identify with the concept of creation. But but I, I don't agree with any of the belief systems. There is, no, As far as I'm concerned, the word God is a misnomer. I, I don't know what else to call creation. Because if I say Mother Nature, then I get all the pagans going, yeah, Kurt, Mother Nature. They're all wrong. Pagans, even a label pagan is wrong. There is, labels are all toxic. All labels are toxic. How about that? Mm -hmm. I would be here with no name. But I probably wouldn't be on this phone call because we wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> but I, I'm going to give you a, a, um, a beautiful one about labels. There was a um, little boy. And every day that he would walk to school, he would see this beautiful bird and he would just stand there in awe of this bird, looking at how its wings flapped, looking at how it moved. And every day he would look at these birds, he just in awe. And his father said to him, that's just a trust. And ever since the boy lost the magic from what he was actually looking at, because now he had a label, the next time he's seen it, he said, that's just a trust. That's the power of labels. It, it takes away from the power. That's why they use these labels like conspiracy theories, right wing, left wing. The label takes away from the value. It also distinguishes. So if you're t playing for team right wing, it means you're not playing for team left wing. And so they can pigeonhole you. They can do all kinds of things if you lay claim to a label I mean, realistically, I don't mind being called Kurt. I really don't because I've been called Kurt since I was little. But Curtis Kallenbach does not exist because Kurt or Curtis is 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 me. Kallenbach is a fictitious term or a trade name. You can't put the living me attached the trade name to me because that's one foot in the grave. So I can't actually exist as Curtis Kallenbach. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, linguistically, it doesn't make any sense. So when we start to understand the simplicity of what they're doing and the fact that we just buy into it, when I say buy into it, we put our energy into it. We accept it. it they call it faith, by the way. When we buy into something, it's because we act upon it with faith. I don't require faith. When I wake up every morning, I don't need any faith because it is what it is. Nature is what it is. The world is what it is. Not this world. By the way, even biblically, the last book of the Bible is Revelation, which means the revealing of the truth. And when the truth is known, that world disappears. That entire world disappears. The biblical realm will disappear when the truth is known because it's, it, it is toxic to reality. You know, I mean, to, to, to hang a man on a cross and revere that image is toxic. People that think that a man dying, being sacrificed for their better day, their better days, that's a toxic mindset. Drinking the body and blood of a man is toxic. The thought of it is cannibalism. So anybody that buys into that, 
think about that. I mean, there's people getting angry with me right now because they think there's something wrong with me for not believing it's okay to drink the, the blood and eat the body of a man. That's my point. Everything's upside down and backwards. Reality doesn't require any beliefs at all. And by the way, I can love Sandra without knowing anything else because I love myself. I know that because I love my existence, Sandra has to love her own. I have to give her that. So I get to, it's easy for me to love thy neighbor as thyself because I do love my existence. So who's the only one that loves his existence? The one that 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 actually wants to exist and thank God for this moment of time of life or somebody that wants to sacrifice that to some greater good, some commercial realm, some some whatever idea, some man's idea. That's a, that's embarrassing to me. This place is a, it makes me sick because I I'm confronted with nothing but mental illness all day, every day, everywhere I go. You're in Bethlehem. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> anyway, we, pro we probably are, are okay. We are perfect. Time. And you know, it's just perfect timing and it was a great way to finish it. And again, thank you so much for giving us your last two and a half hours, all three, by the way. And no. of your wonderful knowledge. And thank you for gracing us with that. The and light. hopefully we get to benefit from your knowledge again, same time next week, please God. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as long as the batteries don't go out, I'll keep trying to shed the light. <laughs> Brilliant, Kurt. You're so good. Thanks a million for all that you all do. All right. We'll talk. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks, thanks, bye. 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 Okay. People, night. another night, very everybody. amazing call again, as usual. Always eye opening. If you can't say that you didn't learn nothing new on any of these calls, uh, I don't know what's wrong with you. Um, I think that he's just worked his pure <laughs> weight in gold. Um, his knowledge is life transforming, life changing. And yet I have used it and it has, thank God for him, because at that time in my life, um, God or nature, whatever, the, 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 the energetic surge, whatever you want to call it, I'm just using God as the term as well, and to simplify it for people. Um, but I, I do understand where Gary was coming from on that. Um, so again, thank you all. And even Gary, thank you as well. You kept the conversation flowing and it's always great to ask questions because people get lots of answers from questions. That's how you learn the most. And again, people with nothing to hide, hide nothing. So if you have questions, the truth can answer them. It, 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 as long as you can understand the word that you're using, it'll answer itself. That's why it's so important. We're all illiterate to this day. I use a dictionary in everything. Uh, I actually travel, Charlie tell you there, even when I was up in his house, I just go, I, I bring the dictionary everywhere. It's attached to me because how can you know what you're really saying if you don't understand the words that you're using? It's so important. Um, and in this realm and in, in, in now, where we are now, because words got us here, words has to get us out of here. Um, so, great, thank you all, and I see you next week, please, God. Yeah, Fran, I absolutely love Monday nights, too. Monday's not the word, you're right. Good night, Sandra. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Bye, everybody. Thanks. Good night, everybody. Good night.